0: Welcome to the Table Stakes podcast, presented by Xenial, where we discuss the business and technology issues affecting enterprise restaurant brands. I'm your host, Andy Grindstaff, restaurant enthusiast, technology optimist, and one of the product leads here at Xenial. Today, I'm joined by Mike Cox, uh, marketing and IT director for Platinum Corral, and Billy Sewell, the Platinum Corral president. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Thank you, it's great to be here today.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you Great to have you here, too. So, I, uh, I wanted to start out with, you know, a lot of a lot of people know about Golden Corral. You know, it's a, a staple of the the, the buffet restaurant uh, scene here in, in the United States. Um, but you know, more specifically, who is Platinum Corral?
1: Well, um, Platinum Corral is one of the larger franchise groups of Golden Corral. Um, our owner, you know, Billy, uh, he his father was one of the original. Um, uh, you know investors and original folks that started up the entire the entire chain, so there's a lot of history there with Billy and the things that he's done and so you know what he brings to the table as far as you know the business knowledge um this the knowledge of this segment of the restaurant industry uh is kind of unmatched uh, so what we've got is you know we're a twenty eight unit chain um, currently we have twelve of them open after all of the, you know, the COVID uh, pieces that are going through the different states at this point. Um, But, you know, our, you know, we range all the way from Ohio to uh, Virginia down to uh, West Virginia into the uh, Carolinas.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think that's really Helpful context here. You guys mentioned, you know, talking about the buffet concept and, and, you know, been been part of it from the start. You know, it was a a really big deal when it kind of first hit the scene, you know, a few decades ago um, and, and changed a lot of the restaurant game uh, for the country. But, you know, recently, obviously with the challenges of COVID-19, um, your, your brands specifically were some of the ones that I was, I started thinking about really early on in this crisis and thinking about, you know, how you guys were doing. And, um, I think a lot of people were concerned about the buffet industry in, in general, but you guys just recently kind of completely changed the buffet concept really out of necessity. Um, so would you be able to share with us a little bit about what you guys have done to, to change up the concept and adapt to the, to these times?
2: Oh,
1: most definitely. Um, obviously, you know, we've gone through some, some very tough times. And one of our, our first concerns is, you know, how do we, you know, take care of our guests um, as they come in and want to dine with us and, and get a product for their families? You know, how do we do it in a, in a safe and enjoyable manner for them? Um, two things that we've seen, Uh, as as we go forward is that there is a certain segment of the the population that comes through and they're very loyal to you know the the buffet type chain and that that type of eating style Mm -hmm. and they're still they're still you know really you know clamoring to be able to get back in and and get the services that that they want to take care of for their families you know what we've seen is the the increase in the to-go business and so we've gone in and and we've put together uh, some data from the local stores and the local areas that, that we have. And at our Jacksonville, North Carolina location, we went in and we put the first ever drive-through for the Golden Corrals. And mm-hmm. so what's very, very inter- interesting about that is it is a traditional drive-through experience that uh, almost everybody out there is feels comfortable with and is used to. Uh, but the difference is, is that instead of the typical drive-through fare that you would get, You're able to get anything from an individual meal all the way up to, you know, a full meal to feed a family four, six or ten in that drive through time frame. So it's it's been an exciting investment of time for us.
0: Walk me through walk me through that experience a little bit just to give people listening, you know, kind of a, you know, a picture in their mind of what this looks like. Because obviously, like you said, when when you think of a drive through, you think of your, your standard QSR, you know, burger chain where you're kind of driving around the restaurant, you know, in a dedicated lane and there's windows and all that kind of stuff. But with with a Golden Corral restaurant, um, you know, it. it the, the footprint isn't set up for that necessarily. So, so talk, to, talk to me through kind of specifically what you guys have done to create a drive through environment in a, in a buffet restaurant.
1: Uh, absolutely. I think you hit it right on the head. You know, when at the outset, whenever we talk about Golden Corral, uh, you, you know, people in general, I, I think are, uh, we have kind of hot points that hop, pop up in our brain. If we say drive through, our mind thinks of something. If we say Golden Corral, We think of the go and sit down and the buffet experience. But the other piece that they think and what we've been able to determine is they think of those, you know, quality family meals that, you know, you can feed the kids that, you know, that are home from school and those kind of things. uh, Some, you know, nutritious and solid food. And what we did is we actually went into the location and the way that the layout of this particular restaurant is we actually on the parking lot put together a drive through lane. Uh, It is approximately six cars long and, you know, teaming up with the Xenio group, you know, they put a a reader board to the left with the canopy. So if it's raining, you know, you're covered just like any other experience that you get. Uh, So a a guest would come in, they would drive through the drive through, uh, they, you know, be able to go to that board and we can walk them through over the headset uh, of what they see and they can place their order. And then what they'll do at this particular location is they'll actually exit the drive through lane, and we have six parking spaces at the front of the building that are um, set aside and marked uh, very well for the to-go parking. So what you do is you place your order at the board, you pull around to the parking space, and immediately one of the staff members will come outside. They will take your payment, and then right behind them is coming your food. Uh, so it's been pretty interesting because a typical drive-through, as you can see it, and I'm I'm sure we can get more into the timing of things uh, sure. later. But yes, typically what you're seeing on a drive-through, uh, the folks that are doing a really good job at it, they're getting you through in about 320 seconds. And so that's placing your order, getting your food, and and being able to exit the line. We've been able to mimic that, and in a lot of cases, beat that time frame. So in other words, you can pull in, you can order a 20, you know, 24 piece fried chicken mashed potatoes macaroni and cheese fresh hot yeast rolls get some drinks for the family you know that seems like a a, a while that's a, a big meal and it's going to take some time to put together we're able to have that and and knock that out for you within that 120 to 320 seconds time frame uh pulling around and that's including the staff member coming out taking your payment going back inside finishing that transaction and then you know bringing your 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 uh, product that you put together. So as far as the, uh, we've been very, very pleased with the overall experience that we're able to offer to the guests because number one, they don't have to get out of their car. Uh, Number two, we're able to uh, execute this in a, in a very, very rapid fashion for people. So I think the only challenge that we have at this point is really just getting people used to the fact that, Hey, that's out there. And we have the ability to, um, you know, to execute something like this for them. And, you know, that's just kind of a teaching and coaching moment for, you know, for us to do for the local clientele.
0: Yeah, I you know you're right. I, we, I was planning on touching on that later, but I think you know you brought up the the one of the things that just really popped out at me when I was reading up on you know what's going on with your Jacksonville location, which is truly the crazy speed of service you guys are doing. I mean, there are a lot of QSR brands that would be really jealous of your speed of service timing, um, and I think that that's that's not something that we we should we should miss here. Is it's a big deal. I mean, for for some large brands, every second of speed of service that you could you know shave off of your average transaction time is millions of dollars to the bottom line over the whole year so it, it's a big deal um which is you know why you know it's so surprising when you think like oh, golden corral the sit-down buffet restaurant they have a faster you know speed of service time than you know most fast food restaurants that's crazy so I guess help me understand, like you know, what what plays into that? How do you do that? And is part of it due to the fact that there's, you know, you're dealing with a lot of pre-prepared food already that they don't need to have the cook time? Are there some technologies that are helping you guys facilitate that quickly? Walk me through what what's making the difference there for you guys.
1: Yeah, most definitely. I think that what you have to go back to uh, before you talk about any of the specifics or the details. It has to be conceptual and it has to be a thought process because that's where everything builds from. And, you know, basically the thought process is the answer is yes. You know, how can we serve you today? And when we keep that in mind from the from the management to the staff to everybody, if, if you start with that process, it, that's what really makes it easy to, to get it done it's, it, once you, once you take care of that. Now, getting into the details, we've done two things because as we did it, you know, you, number one, you can come in, you can sit down, you can have your buffet at the dining rooms, just like you've always done. You can actually walk into the restaurant, you can do a, uh, what we call a weigh-in pay where you come in and you can go to the buffet, put together your to go, put it on a scale and pay by the pound and, and you can take care of it that way. The drive-through gave us the ability for the folks that, number one, they're at work and they just need some lunch, they're in a hurry. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two. They've got to get the kids to school and, or, to, or to practice and they're short on, or coming home from practice and are short on time. So it gives a, a faster realm of service for that. Or uh, in the new uh, environment that we work in nowadays, the folks that do not feel comfortable coming in, right. it gives us the ab- ability to serve them as well. So what we also wanted to do was to not leave anybody out. So with that being said, when I, you know, as they, as they place the order and they come to the parking space, we put together inside the restaurant, we, we built out a, uh, a room that we will execute all of the to goes out of, much like you see in a, in, a, in a QSR restaurant where they have that whole window area where their staff works. You know They have a designated part of that building that's set aside. We did something very similar. So we have our, the POS in there that's designated just for that so it doesn't impact the line flow elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also able to walk up and we have a mimic of the board that is outside we have one hanging above the registers on the inside so let's just say that you can't make up your mind in the drive through and you want to come in and see you can actually walk in the door and place the order at the counter and we're just as quick there so what helps us is is that because we are a you know buffet restaurant we have you know a multitude of items that are already pre prepared for the day that are being served on the line. So we set aside a a very specific place that we could, you know, stage and put some of those items. So as those orders come in, all we have to do at that point is box it up. And, you know, but to be very specific, we keep it separate from the actual in inside buffet that people are going to and doing that. So, you know, when you come through the drive-thru, you are getting, you know, food that's prepared just for the drive-thru. Um, so, you know, there's no mix and match there. Um, wow. what helps us with the, t- what helps us with the time frame is, is that if somebody wants something that they know from a previous visit that might not be on the menu board, we're actually able to execute that as well for them. And I think that's been one of the, 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 the big pushes for the success that we've had so far.
0: That's awesome. So, you know, one of the things, you know, you've mentioned, you know, several boards, just to, to, be, to be specific, those are actually digital menu boards, correct?
1: Yes. Um, and they're outstanding. Uh, they're very, very clear to read. All kinds uh, on the outside board, all kinds of weather, whether it's rain, uh, whether it's because uh, we're in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So, right, you right. know, it, <laughs> it, it, the, the sun comes out down there and it's bright. And, uh, you know, so when you pull up, it's a very, very clear easy to read, easy to navigate. And uh, what I've enjoyed being the marketing IT guy is most everybody knows in the restaurant business, you know, we sometimes we turn on a dime and we make some changes here and there. Right. Um, you know, they've been very easy to, to, uh, to work with and, you know, get the changes and, and, and make sure that we're continually able to offer the guests what we need in an ever-changing environment. Uh, so that has gone very, very well. Uh, now on the in, so we have three boards on the outside. So there's three panels that uh, that people can look at and, and choose from. And we have everything from the, you know, either the the meals to the sandwiches to individual pizzas for people. We'll have those all up there uh, that they can choose. Uh, we have different meal periods. So if folks come in on the weekend when we're serving breakfast, uh, they'll run through the drive-through. And the drive-through board has the breakfast menu on it they can place those orders and that at a certain point of day that we we determine together uh the board will just flip over and yep. change to the the lunch dinner menu and so it's a seamless experience experience for the guest operationally for uh, a, a restaurant person we're not having to go outside and flip panels um you know it's it's you know very very you know it's that keep it simple uh you know keep it simple you know what uh, theory going on there and uh, works well with the staff.
0: Billy, with the implementation of this drive-through style approach and the to-go window, uh, what kind of impact has it had on, on business? Has it translated into a positive impact?
2: Well, it's an extra eight to $10,000 a week in new business, both in the uh, panel and the to-go room that we didn't have, you know, pre COVID. Um, we'll average a thousand dollars a day in the panel and three to 500 a day in the room, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday each day. And then we'll roughly be about 800 to a thousand a day, Monday through Thursday. Um, so it's, I would do it in, in my other stores if, um, I could figure out the, the dollars to, to spend on it. Um, was getting ready to do two or three. And I think there's a franchisee in Utah that's already done one. And, um, so I think there's going to be two or three more going, um, in the next month or so from, from listening to different two or three different franchisees. So, uh, roughly I had 90 to a hundred thousand dollars in the expense between the room and the panel, um, but I think I've figured out how I could drop that down another 20,000 or so when I did the next one. So, um, but even if you set a hundred thousand dollar investment, um, and you're getting roughly a 400 to a $500,000 increase in sales, um, it's a good, uh, return on investment to say the least.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I think, I think that's that was one of the main things I wanted to to ask you about was you know a lot of restaurant operators see a pretty daunting price tag when doing some kind of a big you know a big hardware overhaul like this or you know some technical investments uh, that need to be made to make this happen and that, that can be a really tough thing for an operator to to get over and you know because it's 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 not a it's not a small amount of money but as you pointed out you've seen some really fantastic ROIs on this, um, do you have do you have any you know do you have any you know further insights you can share uh, for the you know other restaurant operators who might be listening and thinking about is this something that they should be investing in or not?
2: Yeah, I mean it speaks for itself um, because it gives a, a new avenue for our customer. You know, you you ride by a Wendy's, you ride by a McDonald's, you go by a Cookout. They, you know they're double wrapped not to mention the chick-fil-a's businesses yeah 20 percent the last year so we've got to get in that game if we want to compete because there's still an element of the consumer base that's that's still frightened or nervous or um just not comfortable coming in and sitting down but they like our food so um s- subsequently i mean just as an example going into Going into Monday, I'm seventy eight percent to last year uh in my Jacksonville location. Um and we and for last um period and period ten, which was the previous four weeks, we were at sixty-eight percent the last year, the previous period and nine we were sixty-four percent, period eight were fifty-eight percent, and um in June we really started in the mid fifties. So We've grown five to seven percent each uh, four weeks,
0: uh, and you so, you would directly attribute that to the in- installment of this new kind of sales flow here. I think it's
2: a combination of all of it, but uh-huh. as an example, the average Golden Corral off premise sales, as an average, is seven percent, seven point four percent for this past week of two hundred sixty three stores open and uh my jacksonville location was right at 22 percent
0: wow that's Um, huge right i guess that would lead me to the next question i mean that's that's a that's pretty staggering numbers would you be able to speak to what 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 do you see as kind of the next thing you mentioned you'd, you'd like to try to figure out you know ways to install this um you know install this new flow uh, yeah, at some at some other restaurants, do you, do you think this is something that you'll see for, further investments in and, and would recommend for other buffet concepts as well?
2: Without a doubt, and I'll give you one context to, to relate it to. There's a, a Wendy's franchisee that's got 300 Wendy's in the in the Midwest, Great Western Restaurants, Rick Holland, and he took the Wendy's approach and ha- had a small panel you know, that was basically the size of one panel that you would produce. And he only had like four or five offerings and, and, and combinations, so to speak. Well, he's doing $2,000 a week compared to what we're doing at eight to $10,000, um, between the paneling and, and the to go room. So, um, and it, you know, starts getting busy about four o'clock and it gets busy, you know, from 11 to one. Matter of fact, on the weekends, we've gone from two people man in the room to three people um, just to make sure we can take care of the customer flow and the increase. So to your point, yes, I I would. That would not be a, a problem for me to figure figure out, you know, wow. to answer okay. the question. Yes, we need to do it.
0: I was going to say, in in a in a way, it, you know. The, the boards become kind of, you know, the face to the, the consumer in uh, as opposed to, you know, your team members uh, for these kinds of use cases. In this, in this different use case, it's almost an extension of your brand, right, which is one of the things I think is really interesting that we're so much more technology is, you know, becoming the face of a, a brand and something that, you know, your teams are, you know, spending a lot of time and making sure it looks good and meets the needs and thinking through, you know, the use cases that help the the customer's feel like this is a very natural experience that they're enjoying.
1: And that was one of our challenges because as people go in and they pull through a drive through, you know, myself included, we're all, we've all been, uh, you know, basically taught and coached through the industry over a period of time that when I pull through a drive through, you know, this is the kind of product that I can get. So when I pull right. into a, a, a golden corral drive through, well, my options are, are, you know, almost limitless for, you know, for what we have in there. And so how do you translate that, you know, kind of information to the guest that's in the car, they pull up and, you know, they're trying to make that, they're trying to make a decision and get their food and get out of there all within that 320 seconds. Uh, so I've been very, very pleased that, you know, we've been able to, to walk that line and, 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 you know, create that experience uh, for the, for the guests as, as they come in. Uh, you know, I have personally uh, been on the headset at the location uh taking orders to the cars and you know it's you know a lot of people are you know it's smiles and they're you know they, they they appreciate the ability to to get that you know get that service and and um and a lot of repeats a ton of repeats
0: yeah that's huge so
1: that, yep
0: and, and i mean those repeats probably tell their other you know other people like hey did you know golden corral's doing this because you know it is there's a you know when you guys are changing a concept so drastically, like that, it's almost like you know people have to see it to believe it, and then you know it's it's almost coaching the consumer that hey, there's this new this new way to to experience Golden Corral um, that can meet you know maybe a different need than you didn't realize they could.
1: No, absolutely, you know, and that's where the inside the inside four panels that we have. Uh, inside the building help out as well because that Mm -hmm. you know three of the panels cover food and the other one's a little bit more of a marketing panel um or information panel for us but the ability for people to when when they come in and we have a full restaurant and they see that area they see that the action going on they see the panels over there that brings out that question hey i didn't know what that what is that you know Mm -hmm. and that create that creates conversation and then word of mouth um And then, you know, you hit it right on the head still with this industry, the number one way to, you know, move the needle forward is, you know, word of mouth advertising. That's I think it's always has been and still is the strongest method of uh, uh, that we have as an industry of, of getting the word out and taking care of our business.
0: Agreed. And so, you know, it does take time to kind of see the effect. But you guys have certainly seen an effect very quickly after you guys installed this, correct?
1: Oh, Absolutely. Um, we had a, um, you know, we, we put, obviously, like anybody else, we put together some targets that we wanted to try to hit, um, as far as, uh, guest flow through and, and, you know, any kind of, uh, outcome. And we were, we exceeded that week one and, <laughs> uh, have, have continued, and continued on that, on that pace. Um, wow. you know, it's, it's gone very, very well as far as the actual, actual flow. So I would say, you know, we're, uh, you know, we were, Three months ahead of uh, where I thought we would have would have been, you know, trying to get the you know ROI on the on on the investment for moving forward, just because of the the initial um, uh, impact of it going in there. And then as far as as far as a business for us, you know, number one, I mean it's a it's a different type of uh, business avenue for us as a concept and and as an individual unit, but what has been very interesting is is that the talking point of it or it's somebody who says, Hey, I'm getting out and about and I'm going to go in and eat, eat um, you know, golden corral today. And, you know, everybody knows that as time has gone on, all of us, we get, we're, we're busier every single day than we were 10 years ago. And yeah, so we're, we're, we're somehow where we might get that person once a week, because that's the time that they have to take aside and sit with their family Um, we're able to, to now be able to realize and see that, you know, they might be trying to, we might get them on the weekend and they might be, uh, trying to run the kids to practice and those kind of things on the weekdays, but they can kind of run, run through the drive-through before or after and still get the kind of the, the family meals that they're a fan of, uh, but do it without actually exercising the time to spend time in the restaurant. So, you know, I, I, I'm excited to see it going down there. To look at the expansion of it uh, simply because it, it, once again, it goes back to how do we take care of our guests in, in the best way possible? And it's just, a, it's another great avenue to do that.
0: Yeah. You know, so, you know, between the ridiculous speed of service you guys are pulling off and, you know, the insane quickness that you guys hit your goals, you know, far sooner than you had, had planned, you know, you guys obviously are feeling pretty good about, you know, making this happen and, and making this investment. But I think hindsight's 2020, right? And so I don't I'm sure this was, you know, something you guys spent a lot of time talking about because it is an investment, right? Into that into that place. It's it's not a thing that you, you know, pull the trigger on lightly. So I'm curious like, you know, how how quickly did you guys, you know, work through the decisions like, "Hey, this is where we're going to invest." And how quickly were you able to one first make that decision and two from that point to get this to be to be live how, like how quickly did that happen because i think a lot of people who are listening to this are you know restaurant operators themselves or work are working on other brands that are trying to think about what can they do to make it some sort of a pivot to you know help sales can you give us an idea of what kind of timeline that looked like for you guys to decide to do this and and how quickly you were able to get it up and running
1: yeah just looking at full disclosure for everybody you know we took the opportunity um, with the, the time frame of everything that went on, and I'm sure there's still a lot of people out there that are still experiencing, you know, uh, sales trends and things being down because of mm-hmm. the, uh, everything everything that's going on in their local towns. Um, it took a couple weeks to go through and look at the overall process, and we were in the middle of uh, doing some remodels at that location. Uh, you know, we went in and we made some changes at the location for you know, safety and security of the guests with the the uh, the COVID pieces that were out. So in the middle of that's whenever we took in, you know, it took a couple of weeks, we built that room out and, you know, so you could kind of take it both ways. You could either go to the extreme of what we did there where it took, you know, four to six weeks where we put a, a full room in and we did, you know, uh, a, a kind of a custom remodel around it to where, you know, we've kind of have another store that's staged up, uh, to, that would be able to do the same thing. Uh, but you know, it only took about two weeks worth of work that we put into that one just because of the the layout of the building was different. Sure. Yeah. I think for everybody, for everybody, it's going to be kind of the, the blueprint of their, of their location is going to be a driver. Um, the actual getting it up and running, uh, we went in, um, you know, the Xenial team came out and they did a lot of, uh, uh, preview. They measured, you know, as far as the wiring, where things would go. We went back and forth with them. Um, they were, they were extremely quick on, on, you know, working with our contractors and getting the information to us. Uh, cause I personally was kind of in between all of those conversations and, you know, we had a good flow there. But once we got everything installed and set up, We actually took about four days to, you know, so think of this. We set an entire room with equipment, never had food in it, never had a register, never had any of that going on. We put the POS in, program the POS, train the staff, put all the procedures in place like a a temperature log, production guides to make sure that we're, you know, serving the best quality food as possible, train the staff up work with them on the headsets, do those things. That process was, you know, we got all that done inside of a week. And then we wow. were, we were serving, we were serving the first, uh, you know, the first drive through guest that came through, you know, putting the order out. Now I will say this with that. Now that's a, that's pretty quick.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, that might seem kind of daunting for, for other folks. Uh, but you know, I was personally on site for the entire week um, you know, working with the staff, working with the managers that we had, had, had on duty. And, um, you know, I was able to make any of the IT changes that we had at that point. I was able to make any of the technical changes or procedural changes for the staff right there, as we saw, you know, you know, go, Hey, this is a great idea. Let's continue. Or, Hey, this is kind of slowing us down. Let's speed this up. Um, so that helped out, You know, being there. So I would say that, you know, for a typical scenario, you know, you're probably going to need to do a week of training. And then, you know, with some dry runs and some things going on, and then, you know, get it up and running um, in, in that second, second week.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that, that timeline is incredibly quick, you know, for I'm sure a lot of people listening are kind of like, whoa. And so, you know, it, it is a good caveat to say, yes, it is quick. But the other thing to take away from that is it's it's totally doable, too. It's just a question of committing and uh, and, and making the decision to do that. It's not kind of a can this happen, but, you know, should we and, and, and will we? I, all of this is is super exciting, and I love it when you know the a, a pivot is caused that you know leverages technology because I think it's it's really interesting the ways that we're able to use technology to enhance a guest experience and actually make it more seamless and enjoyable rather than just like a robot cooking a burger in a kitchen, right? It's it's more. Actually, making you guys able to serve your guests better, and that that gets me that gets me going. So, what what's next for this? Like, do you foresee rolling out more of these drive-through locations? What, what what's kind of the next thing you guys are going to be, you know, investing? Is it just kind of rolling this concept out?
1: You know, the exciting part, and what I would like to see is is that you know I, I would like to see us be able to roll this into a couple of the other locations that we have. Um, and as I said before, a lot of it is dealt with the the footprint of the building and how it matches up with the parking lot and the local city codes, as far as how you're allowed to put cars around your building. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something, it's something to keep in mind that, you you know, we kind of just blew right past that. Uh, But we have a couple of the locations that we would actually be able to, instead of, as we talked about the area where they, they drive over and they park. uh, I've got two locations in mind that we could do this, where we could actually put the window in the side of the building. And honestly, I think that would even make us faster because we lose. even though we can do it in about 120 seconds, um, as far as an overall order, we lose time because we have an employee uh, walking walking from from the building to to the car. So we're only as fast as our fastest employee, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, And uh, so what's interesting with that is in the other locations, if we put the window up, that's only going to help us uh, do a better job with it. Uh, but I would like to see us be able to you know get that that piece up and going, and you know i I would probably say that looking at the time frames of it, you know it's probably going to be q one of next year, which is coming up really, really quick
0: yeah because as we work, you know
1: we <laughs> yeah, we've got to get you know three more restaurants open, and then we've also got to um you know get through the holiday season, which is always a uh, you know it's a challenge for the entire industry to make sure that you put your focus in the right place and there and then typically in the that Q one, that January, February as an industry, you know, things kinda like level off and, and, and calm down a little bit. Um that's a that would be a great point in time for, you know, to uh, to strike again and, and 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 get something else going.
0: Awesome. So, Billy, you, you know, you mentioned you, you're staffing three people in the in the room rather than two, which obviously, you know, is kind of the opposite of what's happened in this industry, you know, where we've seen a lot of furloughs, a lot of hour reductions, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, that's another that's another that's another job. That's another uh, set of hours of someone getting paid a, a wage Um do, do, you see, do you see that impact of you being able to, to uh, employ more and more people as you uh, roll, the, roll this out? Do you see an opportunity to be able to, to staff up here?
2: Yes, because it's, it's given the customer exposure that our dining room is open and our to-go is open. Uh, and I also think that the customer's confidence in eating out and getting to go and even dining in is getting better each week. I mean, um, this past Sunday, the fourth, um, was the biggest Sunday that we had had uh, in the restaurant, um, and we almost got to eighty percent for the for the day. And as for the week, we finished up in the seventy-five percentile range. Um, So to your point, um, our management staff is busy with in-house and in-house dining, as well as our catering is picked up. We had a $6,000 catering, uh, three different caterings on Saturday in that store. And we still did $1,500 or $1,600 through the to-go room and the the panel. So in a total $17,000 day. So it's just another element. Um, that's allowed us to bring on more staff, employ more people and you know grow our business back uh, past what it was in different categories because here's another scenario I'm doing seven this past period that ended four that ended after four weeks last Wednesday I did sixty one percent of my business to last year in eight open stores on fifty percent of the dining capacity that I had pre COVID. Wow. So if I had a hundred percent like Florida and Georgia, you know, who knows where I'd be. I mean, we're working to maintain the five and six foot rule. Um, and thank goodness to a degree that we've got large facilities that we can spread tables out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the to go and the uh, panel and the go room is just giving me another opportunity uh, to get 20 to 25% of the business out the door, uh, which allows for increased capacity inside the restaurant.
0: Well, you know, I have one I've kind of like one last question, and it's something I've really uh, enjoyed uh, asking a lot of other uh, restaurant industry uh, experts and representatives is, you know, right now, this year has just been ridiculous. It's been, you know, incredibly difficult for a lot of a lot of reasons, especially in our industry. Um, And so I think a lot of people will be listening to this, you know, hoping to glean you know, you know something that they can they can run with at their own business because we all you know we all sink and swim together. You know, we rising tide can help lift all ships in a certain way. And I, I wanted to see you know do you uh, do you guys have um, any any takeaways, any learnings, any pieces of advice for other people who are looking at, at this from a re- enterprise restaurant industry, uh, marketing and technology perspective. Do you have any advice that you'd like to to share based on your experiences here or otherwise, um, uh, that can help uh, folks listening?
1: Absolutely.
0: You, you know, well, the biggest thing that I've, I've the take, you mentioned the takeaway,
1: um, the biggest takeaway for me is, is that we have to remember that the, the restaurant industry as a whole is, it's huge. You know, it's, it's a monstrosity. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's multiple different kinds of concepts and, you know, there's restaurants everywhere, but once you're inside the industry, what you realize is, is that it's a very small world though. Mm-hmm. We're all in this, we're all in this fight together. And it's been very, very challenging, you know, from the folks that are, you know, working, you know, corporately to the people that are um, on the front line out there every day, the employees that we have. It's been a, it's been a hard year for all of those folks. And, you know, the, the biggest thing I would say is it kind of goes back to that, that, that first thing that, uh, that I said is success for the drive-through piece. It's still a success for the business. I mean, you know, the answer is yes. How do we take care of the guests? As a concept, I mean, we have two, two kinds of guests. We have internal and external guests. Our external guests are those folks that we just talked about coming up to the drive-thru, coming in to have their buffet. You know, my concern is how do I take care of them? How do we give them a service? Internal guests are the folks that are, you know, my fellow employees or uh, the folks at Xenial who are offering me a service to put this drive-thru in. It's the food distribution guys. It's all the, pe- it's all the pieces and parts of the industry that goes together and, you know, how do we, how do we work together as a team and, uh, and bond together? So my biggest piece of advice is number one, uh, like anything else in life, it's control your mindset and, you know, take a step back and and realize, all right, what are we, you know, we're in this business to give service internally and externally. And then how do we do that? It's, you know, linking arms and and reaching out and, and leaning on that guy next door and saying, Hey, how can we help each other out? you know, what can I do for you that you can do and and you can do for me that that we can kind of get through the day-to-day better, you know? So it's kind of, you know, I'm throwing some uh, restaurant advice out there, but, you know, you could be coaching a high school football team and it's probably going to be good advice for you. Or, you know, you could be running a, you know, you could be running another business and it's probably going to be good advice. It's just, you know, for me, that's what it is. Take a step backwards and realize that, you know, let's keep it simple and you know, realize what we're all all trying to do, and uh, just reach out and, and and try to get the help from the, the folks that are you know fighting the same fight you are.
0: Billy, do you think you could speak into that a little bit further?
2: Well, I think you gotta have um you, you gotta make the leap of faith, but also the the leap of knowledge that it's working in a golden crowd, um, knowing that. We moved, to the, we moved from the entree business 30 years ago and really made the big break after we did the Great Steak Buffet start right at 2001. Um, so we spent 20 years educating our customer at Comfort Food, you know, with 12 to 15 different meat entrees on the buffet and re- had really walked away from the entree business uh, well, this gets us back in the game. Um, there's no other chain restaurant in America that you can get vegetables and sides uh, through a drive through pan. So when you can get your favorite collards or macaroni and cheese or butter beans or corn or green beans or mashed potatoes uh, along with your, pot roast your meatloaf your bourbon street chicken your fried fish your you know or or cheese pizza or beef tips or a ribeye uh or a sirloin so um you know and i had you know i was talking to my manager yesterday in the store and i said what's been your craziest idea and the guy said uh he wanted fried okra and fried squash uh as an entree or as a side dish with one entree and we didn't have it on the menu. Well, he just parked for an extra three minutes and out came fresh fried frogs for him. So whatever it takes to make the customer happy and this just gives us another avenue to be able to serve our customers and give us more business that I don't think we would have gotten because the customer has got to have the convenience and certainly in these times of safety and sanitation concerns, um that this you know they only deal with one person you know we've got a mobile Mm -hmm. credit card reader so they put the credit card into the reader um and and then the next step is the food's coming out so there's only really two touch points um and our and our folks are wearing gloves and masks um for the customer safety
0: Awesome. Well, Mike, Billy, thank you so much for participating today. Uh, and thank you to our audience for listening. Um, join us next time on the Table Stakes podcast for a dash of innovation, a pinch of technology, a tablespoon of business strategy, and a generous measure of good humor. We'll talk to you then. If you have any questions about what you heard today, or would like to suggest a topic or guest for an upcoming episode, we want to hear from you. You can reach us at tablestakes@zenial.com. at xenial.com. Table Stakes is produced by Michael Kowalski. Our audio engineer is Joseph Hock, and I'm your host, Andy Grenstad.